Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI, the podcast that connects marketing to your business's revenue and covers everything you need to know to stay up to date in this crazy digital marketing world. Welcome back and thanks for joining us for Digital Marketing ROI. Today I'm joined by my regular sidekick, co-host Crystal Vivian, who is our Director of Social Media and Content Marketing. Welcome, Crystal. Hi, good afternoon. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. But we also have somebody new in the studio joining us today, right? Yes. So for her first time on the podcast, let me introduce Lisa Sikama, who is one of my regional sales managers at FDS. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, thanks for including me. Are you nervous? Mm, no. Just, you know, I mean, you talk a lot, so this is I easy for you. I do talk a lot. Yes. yes. Well, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background, how long you've been in marketing, and what your role is here at FDS? Sure. I'm a regional sales manager, and I got my start in sales with the Kalamazoo Gazette alongside you in 1996, and then probably around 2008, 2009, when things started changing more towards digital. Yeah. I found my passion for digital, and I never looked back. I've been with FDS for probably eight years, I think. Yes. And Lisa and I have worked together in marketing back in our Kalamazoo Gazette days. So we've been doing this journey with a lot of our clients for many, many years. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Well, so today's topic is one that hopefully is very timely for our listeners. The dreaded budget season is upon us. I know I already got the emails from our chief financial officer with last year's numbers to start thinking about this year. So this is pretty typical. Um, Wouldn't you say, Lisa, with a lot of our clients, we start talking about budget year for them? Absolutely. We start thinking about it in August because we know September, October, people need to get those budgets turned in. So So we start thinking about it. And, you know, everybody has a different fiscal budget, but this is pretty common across the board. Mm -hmm. I'd say probably 80% of our clients renew from year to year, January to December, Crystal. So like that is something really common for all of us. Yep. So also this is a time for our campaign team. We spend a lot of time with strategy right now, right? We, we This is our strategy review, whether that's with our social, taking a look at the data from the last you know year. We're really looking at data from everything we've done, either year to date or a very specific time. For instance, we're, we're meeting with one of our credit unions coming up here and their budget actually renewed in March this year. So we're doing a six-month review, really looking at that data, figuring it out. But really the goal of that meeting is to talk about next year. Absolutely. Right? Well, the, For all of the channels, not only for what we do from a digital standpoint, but for what we do, what they're doing traditionally, because everything is a piece of the puzzle, right? That's yep, the best exactly. thing to look at. So before I hand over the reins to Crystal, I just want to let our listeners know that This will probably be a little bit longer version because we got a lot to cover, but I really think this is something every business owner needs to take time to do before they start thinking about their budget. It's really something I do myself, but a lot of the tips we're going to give you today are just ideas for each business owner to think about specifically when it comes to their marketing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually want to start off with the first step of figuring out what you want to do next is looking back, right? Looking what we've done. And you kind of hinted at that just now. We're talking about we're reviewing, we're doing analytic review of all the data that we've gathered this year. So what kind of things should a business owner or marketing manager be looking at their analytics for the last year or whatever that time period is? So Timing is really crucial. You kind of nailed it right then because for every client, it's going to be different. Typically, if we're working with clients, we're going to look at year to date, right? We're going to look at what's what's the data telling us from a January to an August campaign or January to a September campaign before we go in to talk to them. But we're not just looking at the data from our digital marketing, right? We're looking at reporting that we're doing, but we're also asking our clients, we want them to think about everything they're doing in marketing, 
how is business year to date? You know, are they hitting their goals that they've set? This is really a good segue into making sure all business owners are setting benchmarks for themselves, which I'm sure they do from a sales perspective or whatever units sold, whatever it is. But we're reviewing that not only ourselves with our clients, but we're asking any of our listeners today to sit down and think about everything that you've done when it comes to marketing for all traditional and how does that align up with the goals that you've hit, right? Mm-hmm. How is your year going year to date? And right now we'll talk about the future in a minute, but right now let's just stick to the data of last year's performance or the year that we're in. Lisa, would you agree with that? Am I missing something there? No, you just want to look at the big picture, like what's changed in the consumer journey? What's changed about maybe some of your segments? Are are you getting more of one type of customer than another? Did we notice that? Mid-year trends, things like that. We look at everything. Yep, we absolutely do. So again, first off, Crystal, is review last year's performance. And now we're going to, that's a pretty big picture item there. We're going to kind of break that down a little bit more with some of these other tips. Lisa, you had said, are you just looking at trends then? Or are you looking at, we hit these goals or we didn't hit these goals and things that we might need to adjust for the next year? Is that kind of what you're looking at too? No, it's kind of like sometimes mid-year, you might start to see more of one type of consumer behavior that really started escalating that year. So we want to look more into that. What trend made that happen? Well, maybe interest rates were really low this year. Maybe you had more competition than you did the year before. So you're seeing that maybe you want to fill in the gap a little bit for a specific segment. So we'll kind of dig in a little further to figure out why it could be up or down. And so next year we'll want to be prepared and we'll look at different things. Well, and that kind of leads us into what I would say a good segue into another tip for our listeners is exactly that reviewing industry trends, right? So I think a good example, Lisa, you can agree with me on this is, as I said, we work with a lot of credit unions and banks, boy, the mortgage industry, when we talk about industry trends, can you talk a little bit more from a knowledge standpoint, like what was the difference in 2023 Versus 2022 and even 2021, like mortgages changed so dramatically in that industry. Well, I think in 2020 and 2021, everybody dropped rates. Rates were perfect. It was a buyer's market. So everybody was fighting for that same buyer because all the rates were really low. Well, as 2022 and 2023 came, those rates started to go up. So the quality of consumer became more and more um, uh important, right? Exactly. We wanted to drill down and be really, really efficient with the type of consumer that we were looking for because not everybody qualifies. Absolutely. And the reason why I brought up industry trends as the second item is because something Lisa touched on, which is when we're reviewing last year's performance, if mortgages is way down in 2023 compared to what they were in 2022, but we know the industry trend changed and it did move from a buyer's market to a seller market and rates went up, of course you're not going to see as many searches. You might not see as many website um, visits. But what I can tell you is we changed with the trend, right? So instead of it being a first-time home buyer or a second or third mortgage, it was a huge focus in 2023 of home equity loans, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, People were staying in their homes and they were just, The inventory, there wasn't as much inventory because of the interest rates. So people were staying where they are and we all needed, you know, HELOC loans to 
improve our homes. Yep. Renovate and make sure yeah. that our space matches what we need now instead of buying new. And especially given all the time that we've spent in our homes in the last few Absolutely. years. Absolutely. Wanting to make sure, you know, get that bathroom right. project finally yeah, I, done. I did it. I remodeled my basement yeah. this year, right? Well, I also think as a as a business owner or the head of a department, sometimes you get so entranced in the day-to-day and focusing um, being um, in the business yes. that you're not worried about being in the business. So making sure that we're aware of these industry trends and different, you know, offsite things that affect right. your business is really important. You have right. to kind of, it, it's kind of like, don't just silo out the data. Yeah. The data is telling us a story and there's always a backstory to the story, right. right? So that's really what the point I want to get across is when you're looking at that data, the thing to really keep in mind with that data from last year is industry trends. As we're kind of transitioning into looking into the next year, along with industry trends that might be changing, along with looking at the performance from the last year and what goals did we hit and what goals did we not hit, when we're looking at 2024, is it a good idea to keep those same goals or those same objectives? Or is that something that a business owner should be changing? Or does it just depend on the business or the industry? I think it depends on the business or the industry. I mean, you always... Generally, you have a priority goal, like my priorities never change, but the things that affect it, the things outside of that, that all come into that same bucket may change a little bit. So the beauty with digital is that you can pivot quickly. Mm -hmm. Yep. And really keep, keep in mind, we talk about, and this is one of the points on here we're going to talk about, which is not only should we be deciding if our goals or objectives change, we also need to look at what we consider our top buckets or priorities, right? So a goal and objective for a company is different than what their buckets or their priorities are in specific campaigns. And what I mean by that, on a goal overall, if we're talking about a car dealer, they might know that because of the industry trends right now, that the used car market is really coming back because we went through a trend with used cars that there was people just there wasn't any used cars to buy there wasn't enough inventory but now that's starting to build back up again so if in 2023 one of my car dealers had a goal or an objective to grow more new car than used because of the industry trends that really could change in 2024 as they're looking at their budget uh, goals right okay. right so those are the kind of things i want they all kind of play together like a piece of the puzzle again well in your priority for example a credit union or a bank your priority is always deposits Deposits yes, fund yes. all the loans. Yes. However, the goal may be in order to grow deposits, we need more checking accounts or high interest auto loans, uh, CDs or, or, or you know, auto things loans. that go yeah. into the yeah. bucket. Yeah, yep. exactly. So it's really like a whole holistic view of it is. not just looking at your marketing, but looking at your entire business. It is. And I think the way that the why the first two things I want a business, you know, our listener to think about is first, just look at your data. Yeah. Think about the story. Think about the industry trends. And then I think when you really start moving into now I got to think about budget, the next logical step is about are your objectives or goals? Ask yourself that question early on. And then when you get done and you're really going back to your budget allocations, you ask yourself again, is my goal and objective matching what I'm going to do with my allocations? So that's, you know, the last Mm -hmm. thing you do. But I do think after you review that data, you look at industry trends, you really want to review what your goals and object- objectives were the year before, mm-hmm. and then make a decision if they're, if you really know in your gut if anything's going to change. And write that down. You know, Put that down when you're having a strategy meeting with your team. What about, let's talk a lot about digging into the marketing strategy and the specific tactics, or we call them solutions in marketing, and what channels somebody should be on. 
when you're looking at 2024, how do you decide what channels you should be staying on or what channels you should be maybe removing or adding into your overall marketing strategy? That's a great question. So what I talk to my clients about is when you're looking at ROI and benchmarks, right? So we always have benchmarks. We want X amount of applications. We want X amount of loans, right? So we'll take a holistic view of, okay, let's look at everything that we did for 2023, uh, including traditional media, cable, TV, newspaper. How much of each did you do and how did it work? I like, how could you tell it was working? Yeah, did what, it work? How did you measure your results? How did you measure yeah. your results for that? And, you know, you take a good hard look at each one of those to determine how is there a possibility to maybe reallocate something that hasn't shown the return as much as something else. Mm -hmm. Or maybe your target consumer isn't using that. Like, for example, traditional TV, they're not they're streaming more than they're watching. So maybe we reallocate more of that to where people are spending more time. 100%. I I always tell a client, you know, I'm a big Excel spreadsheet person. So um, I would say, you know, traditional marketing is different than digital because in traditional, you're talking about, you know, your TV, your radio, your newspaper, your direct mail. And then in digital, digital is so it's such a broad term, right? Under our channels that we do, as we talk about what a channel is uh, for FDS specifically, we have your branding, which can be your display programmatic, your, your OTT, your video, any of your social management could be in there, your, your blogging, your SEM. So we're looking at each one of those channels in digital as a whole. So to get a bird's eye view as a business owner, you really want to break those down because I know even in, you know, whether you're doing radio or you're doing TV, if you're, if you're doing radio, you're having a normal, you know, schedule, normal flight schedule. You're also maybe doing some sponsorships. So just kind of organizing those channels and reviewing what you did, maybe what you did in past years and, It's not about always, in fact, we never are coming right out and saying you should be increasing your budget. We're really trying to figure out once you look at all your channels and what money you spent, is there room for allocation, right? Well, and everything plays together, right? We would never tell somebody if something's working, we don't want to cut it out completely. Everything has its place, but let's allocate where we can get the most bang for our buck, right? right? And first I need to see it. Now I'm a visual person. I need to see, especially if we're helping a client, I very often will say, show me everything you're doing. Show me what budget you're doing with it. And then the last piece is then we layer in, okay, the bucket. So when I say about a bucket for a credit union, as Lisa has given an example, is the mortgage bucket. But even under mortgage, as I said, you could have a first-time homebuyer audience. You can have a second, third-time you know, audience. You can have a home equity line audience, right? Those are three different campaigns from very different people. In the digital world, that's important. But for TV or radio, it might be more of a broad sense of use our credit union because we have A, B, and C that's so great, right? Mm -hmm. So you're really looking at all those things. But before you can do that, we want to review all the channels you're doing and what messages and what target audiences you're doing with those channels before we start talking about reallocating anything. Yep. So let's talk about then a little bit more about the buckets and those existing campaigns. What if as a business, your priorities have changed? That's a great question. We go into a needs analysis the very first time we talk to a client and we ask the very important questions, which is tell me your top three priorities of products or services you sell. And then the second question to that same one is now give me that order of priority by profitability. Right. Mm. So if it's if you're a bank, right, you're going to say, okay, 
number one priority is our memberships. Mortgage is number two and auto loans is number three. I'm using that as an example. But from a profitability standpoint, mortgage might bring you more money, but has a longer term effect because now you've brought them in as a member, which is what ultimately we want as deposits. Mm-hmm. Those aren't going to change a ton, but within those specific priorities, you know, when we're doing a strategy review, we ask that same question every single year, mm-hmm. right? We review, here's your buckets. Here's your priorities. Is there anything that's changing? A lot of times what we what come out of those meetings is there might be a whole new category that falls under how to grow membership. And it might be personal loans. It might be the agriculture world, right? There's so many other aspects of a overview of a bucket that there is something new that's coming that's still going to fall under their priority, but it's going to probably be under the category of a new campaign. I mean, am I missing something, Lisa? I mean, you, you're, you're in the trenches more than I am when it comes to talking to your clients. How often would you say that's a conversation you're having about their buckets and their priorities? It's pretty often that we have that conversation, and especially during renewal time. Right. Their core bucket will never change generally, but oftentimes they have new initiatives right. or things like that, so they want to put more focus on, let's say, auto or business or something else. So it's always valuable to ask that question. And I think always valuable to ask the secondary, which is what's the profitability? Sometimes we do things not just for money. Let's be clear, right? (laughs) Like sometimes you need to promote your why. You know, digital marketing has the ability to be much more niche than traditional, but I never will tell a client you should put all your eggs into the digital marketing basket, right? Mm -hmm. We want their traditional. So if one of their new initiatives, as Lisa is talking about, is something that is more broad, we're going to be very honest with them and say, you know, I think for that channel, it makes the most sense for your budget to go the farthest is to choose a more traditional form of marketing because you can reach the masses better that way. Mm -hmm. And then we we do more niche with the digital. So it's all about strategy, but it all ties back to what their budget is. Because most of these clients we're working with, you know, they don't want to increase their budget mid-year. They want to have a pretty good look at it, Mm -hmm. which is what I would really encourage as we we start talking about budget allocations here in a minute. I want you to really think about those channels and your buckets and your initiatives to, even though you've got corporate telling you this is the minimum you have, take a look at, did you go over that last year and why did you do that? Because chances are nine times out of 10, there was probably an initiative midway through the year And you had to switch. But what we never want to happen is for you to take money away from one of your priorities to do a new initiative when you didn't plan for it. We want to be we don't want to be reactive. We want to be proactive with the budget. You almost want to plan for the unplanned. Yes. Or expect the unexpected. You don't know what's going to happen, but make sure that you have something in your budget to say, okay, well, I know that there's going to be something that comes up at some point throughout the year. And I want to be able to have some funding. For Absolutely. It. And that's actually, you know, that is probably the most common thing that the data is telling us. We're very good in the review meetings of saying, hey, remember mid-year you ran this OTT campaign on this particular subject or this particular category. And so we remind of, of what they did when they had to pivot and that we actually had to borrow from Peter to pay Paul. Right, Lisa? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's probably the biggest thing we come up against where they're like, well, I want to add this in. What, what campaign can I stop? Right. But that's the reality of it, that when you're doing an end of year strategy meeting, you do have to keep that in mind. So it's a good thing to keep those notes and to bring that 
to their attention. Right. That's like, hey, this is why this is down. Right. And this is why I'd like to do it differently. Well, and I, year. I think uh, as I was training sellers over the years, like sometimes the scariest thing to tell a client is you went over your budget. Mm-hmm. Like, because we're afraid to say it. We just really want to brush over and say, oh, this is what you spent last year. I like to actually point out, this is what you told me when we renewed. You told me you're going to spend 200000 on your digital marketing budget, but we ended up spending 225000 mm-hmm. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The opposite is you told me we we're going to spend two hundred. We ended up spending two hundred because you layered something else in. But by the way, this priority suffered because of it. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that, that you got to look at both, right? You got to look at both and you've got to add a little cushion. I mean, I know when I do my monthly budget myself, I got to have cushion in there. Yeah. I've got because I'm always going over my budget, yeah. right? I mean, well, that's true. And if you really think about it, like, are you going to remember every little thing that happened during the year? No, you're going to look at your bottom line and it's going to be like, oh my gosh, I overspent. Yeah. But to know that we reallocated and we changed some things and switched gears, yeah. yes. it's like, oh yeah, that's right. It's and not, so now next year, let's be more proactive about it. Yeah. It's not just about how much you spent, it's what you spent it on. And then, Coming back to the topic that we always like to talk about, did it make you money? Did it bring you ROI? So let's talk a little bit more about the allocations. So what things should a business owner be thinking about when they're reviewing their allocations coming up into 2024? Well, for me, I go back to my spreadsheet because that's the way my mind thinks is I go all the way back. What's the data telling me? So if I'm I'm going back to the credit union example, I'm going to look at all the campaigns that ran in mortgage. I'm going to look at the budget I allocated and the numbers that the total actions, I, we really review total actions. That's, you know, when somebody took an action step, we brought brought you to the website, you know, they engaged with a social comment, and then I'm going to compare it to what their numbers did, right? We're mm-hmm. going to look at all that A plus B equals C and see, did it, did it work itself out? The, the best clients we work with are the ones that say, look, I had to use my marketing for that. I knew I wasn't going to beat used cars this year because of the trends that were going on, but we still were above the average. And that's what you're looking at. Like, was it worth continuing that? So as we start to measure this and we start looking at, at the allocations, the number one thing we tell somebody in digital marketing, and it might mean that that budget comes from me, but if you really got something out of your radio campaign or your TV campaign, first and foremost, don't get rid of that. Make sure right. that stays. But if you really can't measure something, then that's where you have to ask yourself, that's where you're going to take that budget first and highlight it and go, I don't really know if that worked for me, if all those billboards were working for me, if I could see the needle move. Or maybe this year you're going to take a a change. You're going to say, I'm going to take half my budget out of a traditional and put half it in a digital and see if I can finally move a needle on something. Mm -hmm. So looking at an overall spreadsheet review, having that analysis time, And really having the conversation, right? Like with Lisa and the team, we're coming out and having these conversations, but whoever you're working with, your digital agency, your marketing team, these are meetings that are already happening. What I think happens a lot in budget, and Lisa, you and I have talked about this, which is you're having budget meetings, but the marketing meeting is a budget meeting in itself. Right. Right. So you might have this really big budget, but we're going to give you 200000 a year just for your marketing budget. Mm-hmm. Out of that marketing, you've got to pay for everything. And you so, have to pay for embroidery, for yeah, swag, yeah, exactly. for tchotchkes. It's like, exactly. that's not marketing. That's not marketing. And that's yeah. really a good point with allocations is, you know, because you have to pay a hosting fee to keep your website up is not marketing. Right. No. That is no. a hard cost. Yeah, right? It's just a business that cost. That is a business cost. So those are things to look at you know, what a fixed cost is versus what 
a true marketing budget is, right? Things that you want to move out of that budget. You want to get out of there because you'll have no room to move, mm-hmm. right? And there's and we do this a lot each year as we see more and more business owners putting their budget into digital marketing. We don't want them to give us another $20,000 a year. We want them to shuffle. So I just want to recap and make sure we haven't missed anything. We've got, for my count, seven tips. One is review last year's performance. Two is review the industry trends that happened this year and that are going into next year. Three is deciding if your goals or objectives are going to change for 2024 or if they're going to stay the same and kind of determine what those are. Fourth is review what channels you're on and if any kind of channels need to change for the next year, whether that's digital, whether that's TV, whether that's radio, billboards, anything like that. Five is reviewing your current buckets. So what are your priorities? And then assess existing campaigns to decide if any of your priorities are going to change. Six is also think about those unexpected pivots that are going to come up at some point in the next year. Also looking at how they happened this year. And then the last is reviewing your budget allocations for 2024. Is there anything else? What Anything that we're missing? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I mean, that's really that sounds like the, the recipe steps. for success yeah. right there. Yeah. I mean, really, when I was putting notes together for our podcast, I it's what's in our head. It's what yeah. we do in every strategy meeting. It's what we're always thinking about. It's what I do when I do my budget, whether that's a personal budget or if that, you know, every year those kind of things change. So this isn't everybody knows these things. I, I would say the biggest tip that I would give to our listeners that are looking at their marketing is what I just talked about a few minutes ago is really make sure that what is living within your marketing budget is what is marketing, right? And that is, I mean, so many other things can fall into that. Try to just, when I, and I'm going to use this word, what is in your advertising budget Mm -hmm. that you're going to spend money on that you want to get ROI? Mm -hmm. That is what marketing is. Our goal is to bring you return on investment. We're going to be very honest with you. If some of your solutions are a service versus advertising we do for you and you have to cut the first thing I'm going to tell you to cut is something that is a service we yep. do, not advertising. 100%. Right. You know, so, and, and I guess you're going to ask the final question, which I started to answer, right? Yeah, I know. So I'm going to actually ask Lisa okay, first and then Lisa. you can answer because I want both of you to answer. Right. So when you were thinking about, this is a lot of work that we're doing right now, getting ready mm-hmm. uh, for budget season. How will putting all of this time and effort into planning our budget help with a business's ROI? It's efficient. I look at it just like I look at digital. It's efficient. So if you put out a well thought out line of questioning that makes the business owner really, really think about their business, their ROI, what happened in the last year, where they want to do more next year, like you want to get them thinking about it because it's strategic. And it if you take the time to cover all of these topics, it's a recipe of success yes. for next year. It's mm-hmm. like, let's take what went well this year and do more of it. Let's look at what didn't go so well and see how we can pivot and reallocate. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite part of the game. Actually. Well, that, Lisa, she nailed it. You know, we're not just here to talk about what we do at FDS. I would tell you as a business owner that whoever you're working with, or if you're just working with your marketing team, you know, put these thoughts and questions together. We do it with our with our clients, which is, is helpful. It takes one step out of it that they don't have to think about. We A lot of times we'll send an email to the client prior to the meeting saying, here are the questions mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you again so that we're prepared for it as we you know get into that meeting, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can come back and really review that together. 
But for me, the ROI in any type of planning for budget is the the whole point of budget. And I laugh about this with our, our, our CFO, Tim Gray, is my job with budget is to really come in at budget every single year, right? It's for cash flow. It's to make sure that we're moving the needle. So ROI for a business is to make sure they have a strong cash flow. If you have a very good budget that is on track and realistic, and you're not just trying to get under a number, that's just pretend numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, a budget, it's great if our team hits budget every year, and we're, we, we hit our budget in June, which is fantastic. But truthfully, a budget, you should come into it right on track every single month mm-hmm. with barring a few exceptions here and there. And you might have one month that's higher and one month that's lower. But overall, when you're doing this, I'd say for your best ROI, make sure that you're realistic and don't cut out $25,000 just because it looks good on the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you have something to back up what you're cutting out of that budget. And if you do that right, you will have a better return on your investment in the new year than you had in the previous year. Wow. Powerful. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Crystal. This was fun. I think it's a great topic. As Lisa said, this is what we look forward to every year. It's probably our busiest time because we start thinking about the next three months. And next thing you know, it's the holidays. I'm not even going to say that. But um, ultimately, this is what we do to help our clients get the best ROI. Thanks for joining us. I'm Shannon Allen, your host. Tune in next week to Digital Marketing ROI. You've been listening to Digital Marketing ROI from Federated Digital Solutions. Do you have an idea for a future episode or a burning digital marketing question? Text ROI to 45364 to get a link where you can share your idea. Subscribe to get new episodes every other Thursday, plus Tip Tuesday insights every week. Podcasts by Federated Media.